ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello and welcome to Speak Life. My name is Prophet Marty Layton, and it is an honor to come and be with you each week on this uh, broadcast and on this podcast. And uh, we are so blessed to have a worldwide audience to share the word of life and hope uh, that there is in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> God has so much to say uh, with words of life and encouragement and stabi- stability uh, for these unstable times. And I want you to know it's my honor to be a vessel and a voice for God to speak to his people. And, uh, of course, we're not so foolish to think that God cannot or will not speak uh, to you personally. We know he does. Uh, but nonetheless, he still has prophets uh, to speak to us things that we may not be able to discern or receive from God personally. <coughs> Excuse me. So God uses his prophets uh, to speak and to prophesy his words uh, to people and, and to the congregation. And uh, many times people are challenged by these prophetic words because they don't understand just how God could do this or that or whatever was prophesied or would use them in that way. And that's exactly the point. Uh, there are things that we have difficult times, uh, a difficult uh, a, we have a difficult time understanding in uh, receiving from God uh, what God is trying to tell us. And prophets, prophets can come in and overcome uh, hurdles like that with just one prophetic word in the anointing. <clears throat> There's also another reason why we just cannot minimize prophecy uh, to a simple confirmation of what God has already spoken to you. Some people, they do that. They, they minimize. And, uh, and I'm going to talk more about that as the night goes on. But uh, prophets and prophetic ministry is very near and dear to the heart of God. <clears throat> Since the beginning of time, God has always had prophets and Prophets will always be a part of God's eternal plans. Uh, there's, uh, there are one of God's primary ways uh, of communication to mankind. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, this um, potential of God being able to overcome mindsets and, uh, uh, and, and speak outside of our limitations uh, is one of the main reasons why God has prophets. Uh, remember, God is, is still outside of time. He stands outside the timeline, <clears throat> and he sees what is already established in the future. And he speaks words uh, that sometimes redirect us or just encourage us on this path of life. And so throughout scriptures, prophets are declaring the future so that we can receive a specific instruction from God or a revelation of what is coming next. And also, scripturally speaking, God did not speak to kings personally except through the mouth of his prophets. And most of the Old Testament, by the way, was written by prophets. In the New Testament, Jesus, in Ephesians chapter 4, Jesus gave five headship or or leadership gifts to the church, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, known as the fivefold ministry or the fivefold uh, governmental anointing of Jesus Christ, who's the head of its, of his body. <coughs> and so Jesus uh, wants prophets in his church, amen? 
uh, prophet Amos prophesied in Amos chapter 3 and verse 7 and said, Surely the Lord God does nothing. He does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And then it goes on to say, A lion has roared, who will not fear? Speaking of the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's God's prophetic word going forth. The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? And so prophets are a very strong key to the development and the preservation of the church. God wants you to develop and grow and begin to experience life on a whole new level on a regular basis. He wants you to to come up higher all the time. He wants your faith to grow. He wants your your hope to be strong. Amen? And so Hosea prophesied in Hosea chapter 12, in verse 13, he said, By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Now think about that first part of that verse. (coughs) Moses was the prophet he's talking about. And Moses went in and prophesied, you're going to come out of this uh, nation called Egypt, and you're going to become your own nation. You're going to be the nation of Israel, and God's going to supernaturally deliver you, and we're going to go out, and literally it says to go out in the wilderness to worship the Lord. And, uh, and so worship, by the way, is a huge key. I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight. But it says, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And you know the old saying, you can take the boy out of the country, but it's hard to take the country out of the boy. <clears throat> and then it says, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, Israel was preserved. In other words, uh, that's how God preserved them when they continue to go back to a, a, um, a wrong concepts or, or mindsets or ways of thinking that were not godly. <clears throat> so the prophets are keys, strong keys to developing the church and preserving the church, delivering the church. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet, Israel was preserved. I believe we're living in an hour when God is about to do some new things. Amen. He'll declare them by the mouths uh, of the prophets, his mouth. (coughs) Many have said, well, prophets have missed it. Yes, Old Testament prophets and New Testament prophets missed it too. Uh, No human is infallible. But if you dig a little deeper, you'll find out uh, that they really did not miss it. Uh, There are some who just were in the midst of circumstances where God made a change of mind. He had a change of of concept and uh, decided to do something different uh, based upon what? The will of man (coughs) in response to God. You know, we've actually all, we've all heard pastors and teachers uh, teaching things that were their own opinions and not necessarily scriptural. I've heard evangelists uh, proclaim that if you don't come down and receive Jesus at the altar tonight, uh, you'll walk out of here and die when you leave this meeting and not go, not go to Jesus, but go to hell. <coughs> but as a whole, uh, people can ignorantly label uh, people false prophets. Uh, there are 
uh, people who miss it, whether you're an evangelist, a teacher, a pastor, a prophet, or an apostle, people miss it. But listen, God is absolutely sovereign, <clears throat> and he can do anything he wants to do at any time, in any place, and anywhere. But the one thing that is not under God's control, and listen to this, that is a person's free will. He will not force someone to obey him or believe him. You have the God-given right to choose, both individually and corporately. Uh, think about Jonah. They heard the word of the Lord, and they repented. And then whatever Jonah prophesied, which was in 40 days, uh, fire's going to fall from heaven, and God's going to burn you all up. They repented. And so God changed his mind against Nineveh. And... Uh, you know, many times a true prophet will give an accurate and a true word of the Lord, and it will not come to pass because of the will of the person or the will of the people that the word was given to. And that works in both directions. What I found is to be true is that in general, many people do not want to do uh, what is uncomfortable or that which places a demand on them, which is... Uh, fulfilling the conditions that God puts on prophetic words, and there's conditions on every prophetic word, whether conditions are stated or not, obedience, uh, living a life, a, a Christian life, uh, walking with the Lord. That's why some people, uh, they don't see the fulfillment of these things because all of that can be uncomfortable or, or difficult on their flesh, and, uh, and so it, they don't place a demand on the word of God, and they don't see it come to pass. And this is why some people do not have a good prayer life or a stronger personal relationship with the Lord. Uh, they don't want to do what's uncomfortable, that, uh, something that places a demand on them. Uh, so some people just get saved, and then they don't change their lifestyle. You know, uh, King David could not wait to bring the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem and uh, into Mount Zion uh, because he wanted everyone to experience what he, is, what he grew up experiencing, the personal presence of the Lord. And that's why when he finally got it to the tabernacle of David or the tent, uh, three sides of the, tents of the tent was opened uh, the entire time. But... <clears throat> Some people still would not experience the level of anointing uh, that David experienced. <clears throat> David grew uh, in in faith and grew in in, in understanding uh, the presence of the Lord. Uh, if you would just experience the power of His presence, uh, then you'll get addicted to it, just like David did. And in church, it's easier to sense the presence of the Lord when there's several people around you because others can contribute to the overall experience of his presence. And, uh, and, and that's very necessary, and it's very good that we do that. I, I, I encourage you uh, that there's things that happen under the anointing uh, in the corporate gathering that cannot happen in other places. Uh, but there's a balance to this. The church... Uh, has had had this somewhat backwards in in some ways. We are supposed to experience prayer and worship and the manifest presence of the Lord at home first, and then when we come together, 
it is so much more powerful <clears throat> when we're alone at home. It can become uncomfortable uh, because we feel alone. Uh, but when you press past that and continue to press into the, the Lord and his word, he begins to open the heavens over your life and over your family, and things begin to happen, and prophetic words begin to come to pass, and <coughs> life uh, begins to iron out. And, you know, he promises, I'll make the crooked path straight. I'll make the rough path smooth. That comes from relationship with the Lord. <coughs> Remember, uh, Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, and she asked about uh, worshiping in Jerusalem at Mount Zion. And uh, Jesus said to her, there's an hour in coming, uh, hour coming when it doesn't matter uh, where or when you worship, uh, because the Father seeks those true worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. <coughs> so worship is not limited to a certain location like Mount Zion uh, or a certain time, right? So congregational worship uh, can and should be a life-changing experience, but individual worship and fellowship with the Father is even much more necessary. Uh, and you can worship anytime you desire, uh, where congregationally you can only do it when we have church on Sunday or whatever time. Uh, we're actually called to bring the presence of the Lord from the church into the home and vice versa. Then we receive a corporate breakthrough and an impartation that we bring home to our lives. Amen? So there's so much more that I could share regarding the tabernacle of David and the importance of prophetic worship. And uh, believe me, I am a worshiper at heart, and so was David. David began on the uh, backside of the of the fields, uh, the grassy knolls of uh, Israel, where he watched his father's sheep. <coughs> Everything in David's life uh, began with worship. If you think about that, that was the key uh, to being a man after God's own heart. He carried that revelation uh, with him everywhere, and even when he became king. <coughs> His first order of business was returning the Ark of the Covenant uh, to Jerusalem <coughs> for the people of God. Pardon me. Uh, I'll tell you this. There's coming a day when this broadcast uh, is going to have prophetic worship, and I know it's coming. And uh, if it's something you want to be a part of, let me know. <coughs> One of my mentors and great friend uh, was Kim Clement, and uh, I was a band member, a guitar player uh, for him, and, and I have a deep unction for prophetic worship and, and to do more with prophetic worship. I'm, I'm, I'm believing that we will have a house of prophetic worship that we possess and own, our own place, and I sense God is leading us in that direction, and things of that nature are going to begin to develop now. <coughs> God spoke to me about having the School of the Prophets and an Institute of Prophetic Worship and Sacred Arts. And really, I see a vision uh, expanding and growing now for the prophets of God to arise. And it's important uh, to raise up the people of God, those that are called to be prophets, those that are called to be prophetic people, apostles, uh, teachers, evangelists, pastors, for them to be trained and equipped and launched into the nations uh, with the accurate word of the Lord. Amen. So pray with me regarding that. I believe 
this is uh, part of God's plan. And uh, if you'll believe God with me for this house of prophetic destiny to come forth, amen. Uh, listen, there's, where there's prophetic vision, there's hope. Amen. Where there's prophetic vision, there's hope. And the Bible says without a vision, uh, people perish. But with prophetic vision, there's deep hope and the uncapping of the well of life. You know, a lot of people don't understand that if you exclude the future and the beautiful scent of your destiny fulfilled uh, and just remain stuck in the stench of the present, your hope will begin to wane and your prayers will become weaker. And we know that there are problems in this world and some seem uh, absolutely overwhelming. Uh, but listen, the future is promising. It is hopeful and it's always present within us. Amen. God gave us a vision and a purpose and a destiny. And many times it is so much greater uh, than what we even understand. And prophets can provide hope and hope that reaches out and brings into our present the fragrance of the future. And then what happens is we are able to endure hardness uh, in the present with a smile on our face. <coughs> our present problems seem less ominous when we have the hope of the future in front of us. And we can come before the Lord and pray prophetically. And I want to talk about prophetic prayer tonight. <coughs> but when we pray prophetically, what we're doing is we're exchanging the stench of the current and present challenges with the faith-filled fragrance of the future. This is prophetic prayer. And praying and reminding the Lord of his promises. Isaiah wrote in chapter 43, uh, put me in remembrance of my promises. Come and let us contend together. Put me in remembrance of my prophetic promises and come and let us contend together. God wants <coughs> you to fulfill your prophecy and your purpose and your destiny more than you want to. Uh, but it takes that, uh, setting that time aside for prayer and for intercession. Being a watchman and uh, fighting the good fight of faith with hope of a future in front of you. Amen. Uh, listen, when you look at what's going on in our nation today, in America, the beautiful it can, if you listen uh, to what's on the news or or, or all the um, secular stations, uh, it can be very discouraging. They 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 bombard the people uh, with negativity and hopelessness, and and that's why I call them false prophets. They're prophesying uh, this is what's going to happen in the future, and this is what's going to this is the way it's going to be. And if you listen to that, <clears throat> that stench of the present can be so overwhelming and so stagnant and so putrid uh, that it's hard to have any kind of hope. That's the importance of the prophets. Prophets come in and they cut through every bit of that <coughs> with the beautiful fragrance of the future. And uh, God said, I want you to put me in remembrance of my promises. You've heard what I've said. Come, let us contend together. I want to fight with you for these things to come to pass. <clears throat> Many of you have heard me teach on 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, This charge 
I commit to you my son Timothy. Now think about this. Timothy was seeing all kinds of um, martyrdom. (coughs) He was seeing (coughs) all kinds of apostasy. Uh, He was seeing all kinds of things going wrong with people. And uh, he didn't have the Bible like we do. Uh, But he did have a couple letters from Paul. And uh, Paul says to him in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, this charge, think about that. I could go into this for hours. <coughs> this charge I commit to you, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies um, previously made concerning you. In other words, these things that have been prophesied over you, that by them you might war a good warfare. <coughs> then he goes on to say, having faith and a good conscience. So fight the good fight with your prophecies. When that the future is looking dim, and it looks like there's no way that prophecy is coming to pass, this is what you're supposed to fight with. You know, in the beginning, God said light, <coughs> and light was, and everything shifted at the voice of God. And so everything is created on the frequency of God's voice. And so when you begin to speak with God's voice, that frequency cuts through everything else and begins to bring order where there's chaos. It begins to bring cosmos. (coughs) A whole new world is developed uh, at the sound of God's voice coming out of the church. Amen? And so said, by these you might wage a good warfare, fight with these things, decree them in the face of opposition, in the face of war, uh, fight with the word, (coughs) fight with the written word, fight with the prophetic word. And then it says, having faith and a good conscience. In other words, believe it and don't let anybody change your mind on it. If God said it, believe it. And then it says, which some have rejected concerning the faith, they have shipwrecked. They've suffered shipwreck. (coughs) It says, of these are Hermanius and Alexander, whom I deliver to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. We're called to war with our prophetic promises in order to see them come to pass. Everyone... Whether you're called to be a prophet or not, everyone has the ability to be prophetic. We are a prophetic generation, and we develop our prophetic faith by believing what God said uh, over the stench of the present and decreeing what thus saith the Lord over what thus saith the world around us, thus saith this voice or that voice. Remember, Apostle Paul said, There's many voices out there uh, trying to get your attention, trying to get you to listen to what they have to say and believe them. (coughs) But we're called to believe the voice of the Lord. And so we're we're supposed to believe it and then decree what thus saith the Lord. And this is a continual concept and revelation throughout the Word of God. Prophet Jeremiah In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. In other words, you're facing some things. It doesn't look like that. Uh, But (coughs) the 
<coughs> the world around you may be saying one thing, but I'm telling you something different. And this is what I want you to think. These are the thoughts that I want you to think. This is the, the way I want you to handle this. Have thoughts of peace and not of evil. Uh, I want to give you an expectation. And, you know, God only wants you and I to, to, to understand he wants to do us good. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Isaiah 55 and verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Now, he's talking to a, a group of people, <coughs> but he's also speaking to us individually. Uh, our mindsets and our thoughts can be limited uh, to the wrong things that are just going on around us. And he says, I want your thoughts to become my thoughts and your ways to become my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And then it goes on to say this, just in case you're wondering if we're talking about the prophetic or not. For as the rain comes down <clears throat> and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but it, it waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud. In other words, it brings forth new birth. It brings forth new life that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth or the mouth of his prophets. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper the thing whereto I sent it. I could go on and on and on like this all night long. The point is, God has spoken some very beautiful things to you. <clears throat> personally, I'm sure he's spoken some things to you. You need to learn to trust what God says to you personally. Amen. And uh, I'm sure he's spoken uh, some beautiful things to you through other people, whether through prophets or just uh, something else, someone else. Uh, but you knew it was God when you heard it, right? The current picture would have you... would. Uh, would would have you to believe the negative, uh, but the current picture would would have to drastically change in order for these things to come to pass that you've heard from God. But if you'll be a watchman on the wall and you'll pray prophetically, you'll begin to see the impossible made possible. This is how we approach it. It may look absolutely un. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, you cannot, uh, it's unachievable. It, it, there's no way this is going to happen. But if you'll stand with the word of the Lord in your mouth and you'll begin to decree the word of God, it will come to pass. Amen. David prayed a prayer in Psalm 19. <clears throat> and uh, the, it says, he said, the law of the Lord is perfect. Listen to this part. The law of the Lord or the word of the Lord <clears throat> is perfect, converting the soul. Think about that. Converting the soul. <clears throat> you may be thinking one way, but if you'll begin to allow God's word to penetrate your heart and your mind, it's perfect converting your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your thoughts. And the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. Listen to this part, making wise the simple. <clears throat> People will look at you and say, 
how did you get that to work? How did that happen? Why the statutes or the word of the Lord is trustworthy, making wise the simple. And then in verse 11 of Psalm 19, he says, By them your servant is warned, prophetic warning, and in keeping them, listen to this part, it's so powerful, in keeping them there is a great reward. There is great reward in keeping the word of the Lord. There's great reward in fighting and, and waging a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. Listen, there's reward for standing in righteousness and, and praying something all the way through. There's reward in the labor that uh, it, it, what you do in the Lord, <coughs> excuse me, laboring for the Lord and doing what is right. We know the Bible says that there are wages for sin, but you can't tell me that there's no wages for obedience. There are wages and rewards for obedience and sacrifice and doing good and great reward for standing as a voice in prayer for others, uh, for your family, for your nation, for yourself. Amen? <coughs> Jesus said, if you want your light <coughs> to shine, let your good works be seen. Uh, one of the ways it is seen is by joining together and praying prophetically. Uh, you can be bold in your prophetic prayers together. Be, vo be bold and very vocal about what God has promised. Amen? Uh, that's not boasting in yourself. It's not self-aggrandizing. It is uh, uh, promoting the promise of God. It's decreeing it and declaring it and bringing it forth, you know? Praying and releasing your faith uh, by decreeing the prophetic promises of God, both for you, your family, your friends, and your nation. Wage a good warfare with the prophecies. Amen? <clears throat> because there's no need for anyone to go shipwreck in the faith. Part of what we do here uh, at LifePoint, and I do as a prophet, is pray. Uh, people have to pray. We have to pray. Again, I want to encourage you to go to our website, lifepointchurch.cc. That's L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E, church, lifepointchurch.cc, uh, which stands for Christian Church. And we pray. <clears throat> At the bottom of the page, there's a prayer wall, a place where you can put in your prayer requests. And uh, I want to hear from you. I want to pray with you. You know, we're praying for many people right now. <coughs> I'm praying for people every day. Uh, I pray in the morning. <coughs> I pray in the afternoon. I pray in the evening. And uh, it's focused in determined prayer. It's faith-filled prayer. Prophets have a key. Many people uh, text us or, or email us their uh, prayer requests, and I can't respond to every one of them. And I want you to know I get them, and I'm praying over them. And so just the fact that you send them in, you need to be rest assured that I'm, I've received it, and I'm praying. Amen? Uh, but uh, prayer is so powerful. It may be a hopeless situation that you're dealing with, but I believe we can persuade God <clears throat> and accelerate prophetic fulfillment of his, of his promises. Do you know the Bible says, 
you can accelerate the fulfillment of your prophecies. Uh, it does. It, it says it in First Peter. You can accelerate <clears throat> your prophecies. You can cause them to come to pass faster through your obedience. Uh, and so you can persuade God. I love that thought, persuading God. Uh, you know, we're really not <coughs> persuading him <coughs> if we're asking according to his will. Isn't that correct? In some cases, I believe we can even change God's mind. Uh, you you can see Abraham, who's the friend of God, uh, pleading and, and reasoning with his friend, Almighty God, uh, regarding Sodom and Gomorrah. <coughs> and he said, would you change your mind uh, if there were 50 righteous or 40 righteous or 30 righteous or 20 righteous or 10 righteous? Would you change your mind? And God said, yes, I would. I would change my mind. Do you know you can pray and change God's mind? <clears throat> Amen? Um, some people are saying, well, now you've crossed a line, uh, Brother Marty. That sounds wrong. Oh, really? <coughs> well, what about <coughs> King Hezekiah? Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah the prophet. He comes to Hezekiah and says, set your house in order. You shall surely die. One of the greatest prophets ever was Isaiah. Think about it. Isaiah prophesied about Emmanuel, God with us, the virgin birth, he prophesied. Uh, the Lord becoming the Savior of all mankind, uh, paying the price for all sin. He prophesied about the healing for the nations and uh, Jesus standing up and saying, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. You know, he goes on and on. By his stripes we were healed. On and on and on. And it's saying, Isaiah, <clears throat> Isaiah walks into Hezekiah's uh, throne room and says, your life is over. Get your affairs in order. Your life is over. And apparently Isaiah, by some people's estimation, was a false prophet. Because this word did not come to pass the way he first prophesied it. No, he was a true prophet, and they're wrong. <clears throat> Something changed. You know what it was? God's mind. <coughs> God was persuaded by prophetic prayer. Uh, something persuaded God to change his mind. It was prophetic prayer. Isaiah 32, in verse 2, it says, Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall. He heard the word of the Lord. He didn't even say anything to anybody else. He just turned his face toward the wall, and he prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart, and I've done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then as Isaiah, who hadn't even left the courtyard yet, was walking out the gate, <coughs> walking towards the gate, says the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord God of David your father, I have heard your prayer, I've seen your tears, and surely I will add to your days fifteen years I will deliver you in this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, Sennacherib, who was attacking them, and I will defend the city. 
And this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing which he has spoken. Behold, I will bring the shadow on the sundial which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Ahaz 10 degrees backward. So the sun returned 10 degrees on the dial by which it had gone down. <coughs> by the way, scientists have proven that the that the uh, uh, the uh, time has changed twice. Uh, once where there was uh, what's spoken here that that the uh, sundial went back ten degrees or ten minutes, <coughs> and um, secondly, when uh, Jehoshaphat. I mean, uh, uh, Joshua stood up and said, sun stand still, and there was a 48-hour day uh, where the sun did not go down. You know, they say the whole universe had to stay suspended and not move at all. No planet circling, no motion, just everything suspended for 48 hours in order for that to happen. And so uh, science has proven that our time system is off by 24 hours and 10 minutes. It's incredible. And so, uh, <clears throat> what changed God's mind? Isaiah's prayer. God heard him and remembered his faithfulness. He said, remember how I did all these good things for you, God. I'm sure Hezekiah did things that weren't good. I'm sure he did things that weren't perfect. I'm sure he wasn't obedient all the time. I'm sure he didn't do everything right. Amen? And this is where many people uh, trip up, and this is where many people are defeated in their prayer life, and they're defeated before they ever get a chance uh, to wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over them because suddenly they get into prayer <clears throat> and they're constantly remembering what God has forgotten and forgiven. Why? Because they f their feelings begin to bog them down. And the enemy begins to bombard them as they're pressing into prayer. You know, constantly remembering <coughs> mistakes that you've made. God doesn't want you to live like that. He wants you to live free of the past. The past is one second ago, by the way. You know, repentance is always necessary. I'm not talking about not repenting. We must repent. First <coughs> John two twenty, First uh, uh, John one nine one nine says, if we're if we'll confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unforgiveness. I mean, of all unrighteousness and all uncleanness. And so, there's nothing left once God. For uh, releases that forgiveness to you. He's forgotten it. He's thrown it into a sea of forgetfulness. Uh, but we must repent. <coughs> so what does repent mean? It means to change your mind. That is true. But repentance is made up of two words. Uh, pent. <coughs> pent is the root word. And it means to get back on top. Or we get our word penthouse or top. Uh, that's the root word, uh, pent. So, and then re means to do it again or get back on. So repentance means to get back on top by making a change in your thinking. You've got to shake off the past and let it go 
receive his mercy, receive his forgiveness. Remember that the Bible says where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. It doesn't take more than a moment before God to let it all, let it all go and get back on top. <clears throat> then from that place of victory and dominance, uh, <coughs> dominion <coughs> means to be over and above something. Amen? And we are risen with Christ and we are seated in heavenly places. That's where we are uh, positionally in Christ. And so from that place of victory, that place of uh, dominion, we pray powerful prayers and we believe that God's word is more powerful than anything else, is more powerful than any situation that you could possibly imagine. <coughs> we pay, pray powerful prayers that are infused with God's prophetic promise, the frequency of his voice, and it begins to change everything from chaos to cosmos, it begins to change everything from disorder uh, to divine alignment and order. We pray and we see results and supernatural changes and shifts in our lives, in our family. <coughs> you know, I can't even remember how, I can't even count how many times uh, that Pastor Tracy woke me up and said, I just feel very uncomfortable. I feel like there's something demonic stirring. And uh, I just, from a place of dominion, from a place of knowing that uh, I am just as clean as Jesus before Almighty God, <clears throat> because he does not see my righteousness. He sees me as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I just make a declaration, and instantly the atmosphere changes, <clears throat> and there's peace, and, and uh, there's uh, tranquility in our home. Amen? And then you can go back to sleep and, and have a wonderful night's sleep. So I want to ask you, can you remind God of something good that you've done? Can you remind God of anything good that you have done? Have you ever done anything good in your life? Come on. Bishop Hammond used to say, <clears throat> before you got saved, you didn't do everything the devil told you to do. You did choose to, do, to not do some things. And so even as an unbeliever, you had the ability to choose to do good. How much more as a believer do you have the ability uh, to choose righteousness and to do good? Amen. Hezekiah reminded God of the good things that he had done for the Lord. <clears throat> Lord, remember when I was at that place and, and I shared the gospel and that person got saved? Don't forget that. Uh, Lord, do you remember when I prayed for that uh, one and they got healed? Please don't forget that. Remember that, Lord. Uh, you know, God said to Isaiah, go back and tell him I've changed my mind. I'm going to extend his life supernaturally for 15 more years. So I want to challenge some of you tonight to go back over your prophecies, especially the ones that you've given up on. Go back over what thus saith the Lord to you. <clears throat> go back over what God has spoken personally to you. You know, I believe in that as much as I do, or if not more, uh, than prophecies that prophets have given to me. Because God can speak some things directly to you 
that are more detailed uh, than any prophet can prophesy to you. So I encourage you, go back over what God has shared with you, secrets he shared with you, uh, things that he's told you about your family members, your children, your grandchildren, your life, and breathe new life into these prophecies by reminding God of what he said and something good that you've done. God, you know I've done good. Hezekiah wasn't perfect all the time, no. But there are rewards for righteousness. We know there's wages for sin, but there's wages for righteousness. Amen. Wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. You may not feel very very righteous or holy, uh, but it's not about your feelings at all. In fact, feelings uh, have nothing to do with this. Believe that God is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently and earnestly seek after and run after him. Amen? I want to encourage you to let faith arise tonight. Let hope be restored tonight. I guarantee you tonight, God can do it. Amen? God can do what what we cannot do. And God is ready to change some things tonight. Amen? He's ready to make an absolute change in your life. He's ready to take you from that place where all you can smell around you is the rotten stench (coughs) of the present. And God wants to give you that beautiful fragrance of the future once again. So much that it overwhelms everything else around you. You know, being a pastor now and a a minister uh, for more than uh, 35 years, 40 years. Uh, Let's see, I started when I was 17. I'm 59, so, uh, you know, I've been in many services uh, where, uh, and I'm I'm cracking a joke when I say this, I don't mean this to offend anyone, but there's always a, a woman that walks into church at some meeting where her cologne gets there before she gets there, you know what I mean? And then the whole room smells like that perfume uh, for a while. Listen, that's what I'm talking about. God wants to give you the scent of the future, the scent of what he's promised you. He wants you to, to smell that over and above everything else around you. And I want to pray for you right now. Just begin to think about, God, remember this. God, remember when I did this. God doesn't forget. He remembers the good. If he's already forgotten all the sin and all, and all the shortfalls, all there is left is the good. <clears throat> now you need to do it. You need to remember what God said. Amen? Remember the good that you've done. I want to pray for you right now. Father... I pray tonight for these that are watching now or watching on replay or listening to the podcast. Whatever the case, I pray for them tonight. You are the Father of light. And you come uh, from, from you comes every good and perfect gift of life. And there is a fresh fragrance of prophetic faith arising in your people tonight. And we are your people, your chosen people. 
your royal priesthood, your holy nation, a people belonging to God. That's what you call us. And we are praying to you right now. Father, remember the good things that we've done for you and for the kingdom of God and these works of righteousness that you saved us to do that we've done. Hebrews 6.10 says that you're not unjust or unrighteous to forget our works and our labors of love which we have shown towards your name and we've ministered to your saints and we continue to minister. And so tonight, Father, we thank you for remembering your servants Thank you for remembering your sons and your daughters tonight. Thank you for remembering this fragrance tonight and letting it move you deeply and change any prognosis or any decree of the enemy over your people's lives, whether it's a health decree, uh, whether it's something uh, declared over children or grandchildren. Uh, Father, I break those prognostications. I break those those false prophetic decrees of the enemy. I break them off of your people tonight. This is a season of divine boomerang, divine reversal. It's a time of supernatural breakthrough. It's a time of divine reward. It's a time of turnaround. Uh, Let it be so now, Father. Bless your people and release the fulfillment of what you've prophesied and what you have promised. You said in your, in your word, you will not alter the thing that has proceeded from your mouth. It shall not return to you void, but it will accomplish what you sent it to accomplish and prosper the one you sent it to. And so, Father, we have endured hardness as good soldiers of the Lord. And now, Lord, remember us in this day of turnaround. Remember what we've done, just as you did for Hezekiah. Father, even as you did for Queen Esther, turning around the decree of death into a decree of life and life more abundantly. God, do it now. Do the impossible now for your people. Move mountains. Do mighty things. Do the impossible now. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Listen, God is doing it right now. He's moving mountains right now. He He put them in place, and he can move them if he wants to. And he can do it with mustard seed faith. And I believe he's doing it right now. Begin thanking the Lord tonight. You know, I started by talking about worship. We have to worship. We're called to worship. Even if you don't think you can carry a tune in a bucket with two handles, still worship. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Whatever's the case, give him thanks for the fulfillment of all his promises. Amen. For the fulfillment of all the thus saith the Lord's that you have and all the personal things that you know God spoke to you. A great awakening is happening in the church right now. I pray that we'll wake up to the goodness of God, to the love of God. I want to challenge your thought life. I want to inspire and enlarge your vision, uh, inspire your faith, and encourage you that we are walking in a new season of life. Listen, before every breakthrough, there is a battle. Before every breakthrough, there's an attack of the enemy that that he thinks is enough to make you give up on your breakthrough. 
Jesus, sweating drops of blood, knew his time of resurrection was coming. That's, he had a vision in front of him, but he pressed through. And then Pentecost, when the church would be fully birthed in God's miracle power by his Holy Spirit, before every Pentecost, there's a Gethsemane, <clears throat> a wine press, where God calls you to pray, to call out to the Lord. Tonight I want to inspire your faith in Father, the living God, the Father of light, the Father of life. He's called you to a life of prophetic purpose, a life of deep passion for Jesus Christ in his abundant life, a life where you're not ashamed of the gospel. You're not ashamed to say, <coughs> there's a better way and I must let you know about it. A life of great victory and dominion over your enemy. God wants this for you individually. He wants this for your family. He wants it for your generations and he wants it for our nation whatever nation you're watching from. Do not be deceived into thinking it comes cheaply or easily. You're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. Wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. There's a price to pay to gain the high ground. But there's a battle with giants every time you want to take the promised land of inheritance. Amen? But the good news is God is fighting for us. He's contending with us against our enemies. And the battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. I'm prophetically declaring to you tonight, everything is breaking through now. Everything is turning around right now. Everything is in a reversal moment. I could go through natural things that are happening. Uh, you've seen on your TV screens or heard on your news reports. Uh, there are things that are changing. It looks like it's going one way. Then suddenly everything shifts and is going another way. Listen, we've entered into a new season of time. Begin to decree your promise from God. You've gone from a season of pressure to a season of peace. And your new breakthrough is happening right now. If you've been in a press, let me let that testify to you that it's your time for a new breakthrough. Amen. That doesn't mean no more battles. You're going to have to fight for peace. It means God is fighting these battles both for you and with you. And as 21st century prophetic believers, we must come to grips with the fact, the fact that we are warriors. We are prophetic warriors, uh, prophetic prayer warriors, warriors of praise. We gain our directives uh, from God and we execute his orders. That's why the, uh, the scripture says in Deuteronomy 7 and verse 2, show the enemy no mercy. Amen. Fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Amen. I just want to thank everyone that is standing with us and supporting this ministry. Uh, if you desire to stand with us and you want to sow an offering or support the work here, uh, then you can give your offering in many different ways. Uh, probably the easiest way is text giving, and I've shared this with you before, but the the easiest way is text giving. It's so simple. <clears throat> you take your cell phone, and you whatever number that you want to give, if it's $5 or if it's $5,000, you type that number in, and you send that to the number 84321. It's 84321, and that's the easiest way probably I can think of to give. I know many of you uh, want to give and support, 
And I want to thank you for honoring the prophetic and supporting it and uh, helping us to continue to proceed in this ministry that God's trusted us with. It is an honor, a true honor for me to pray with you and to believe God for your miracle and, and to release the words of life and hope to you from the Lord. Amen. Uh, if you're watching on social media and you want to sow, there's a link in the comment section. You can click on that and you can give that way. Uh, many people, they, they, if you want to give a larger offering, uh, you may want to mail your offering. And, and we do receive that uh, regularly. And it's usually people that want to uh, be sure that there's no fees or charges or that sort of thing. And you can mail it to us by uh, mailing it to Life Point Church. That's L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E, Life Point Church, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Life Point Church, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. If you prefer, you can go to our website at lifepointchurch.cc. Remember, LifePoint has an E on the end of it. lifepointchurch.cc. Click on the giving link at the top of the page or at the bottom of the page. And as I said earlier, uh, please share your prayer requests with us. I want to personally pray and agree with you for your miracle. I believe prophets do have an anointing for prayer. And uh, we're, we move mountains together. Amen. We, we see God do supernatural things all the time. And, and from time to time, I share uh, testimonies of God fulfilling uh, prayer and answering prayer. It's amazing what God does when we join our faith together. And really, it's my honor to, to join with you in prayer. I also want to invite you to come worship with us this Sunday at 4 o'clock. This Sunday, 4 p.m. at 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. It's a powerful time in the Spirit. God is moving with strong praise and worship. Our team is amazing. Uh, the heavens open. Uh, powerful prophetic words are given. Strong teaching, prophetic teaching. You know, there's not a lot of that. I mean, God is speaking and teaching through the message, a prophetic message. Amen. We have an anointed children's ministry. Uh, our kids' ministry really is the best. They have a heart to, uh, to truly equip your children and, and uh, have them excited about the Bible and excited about serving Jesus. And that's what it takes, amen? Uh, I hear testimony after testimony of how people's lives were changed by their, by their Sunday school teacher or children's church worker. And uh, their whole life trajectory changed at Children's Church. And so we have an anointed children's ministry. And uh, we look forward to serving your children as well. Amen. I want to encourage you to come out this Sunday, 4 p.m., 403 Walton Ferry Road. God is moving in a powerful way. And uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. And you don't want to miss it. Amen. I also want to extend a great big thank you. To our friend Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell and MyPillow and, and MyStore.com, what a blessing they are. Amen. Right now he's invented another new pillow called the MyPillow 2.0. And uh, it's, it's the same pillow, but with a new technology on the outside that stays cool 
uh, the entire night long. You don't have to flip your pillow and that sort of thing. Uh, but go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Marty, my first name, and you'll receive a deep discount that he set up uh, for the viewers of this audience. Um, the promo code is Marty. Uh, that will give you a discount on anything and everything you purchase there. You can call the number if you prefer to do that. Uh, the phone number is 800-859-2938. It's 800-859-2938. Remember to use the promo code Marty and you'll receive a great discount by doing that. You bless Speak Life, you bless Mike Lindell, and you get some great products uh, in return. Amen? Amen. Remember, you can always watch this show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. And uh, we're we're reaching out on some other platforms as well, and we're going to let you know as those develop. But uh, please tell others to tune in. Friday night, 7 p.m. Central. Help us out a little bit there. Uh, This is also turned into a podcast. And so please check us out on iTunes or Spotify or Charisma Podcast Network or really wherever you get your podcast. And when when you're there, please give us a five-star review. It really helps us. uh, Believe it or not, they, they rate and rank podcasts. And the higher your ranking, Uh, the more they'll promote you, and it's free promotion. And so help us get the word of the Lord to the nations, uh, even in a greater capacity, by giving us a five-star review, and I appreciate you doing that. Those of you that want to follow us on social media, please do that. Uh, On Truth, on Getter, Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Rumble, all the platforms, just look for at Marty Layton. At Marty Layton, it's my name. Uh, follow me, subscribe, do whatever it takes to receive the alerts, and we'll stay in touch that way. Uh, I'm on there all the time. I'm releasing material all the time, and so I want to thank you for uh, subscribing there. And I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. It's such a powerful show, and I believe we're changing lives. I know we are all over the world. And uh, why? Because Proverbs 18.21 says, The power of life and death is in the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. And so I want to encourage you to always, always speak life. And we'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.